and welcome to Starting Right. I am Danny Mack, and I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax for the next five minutes as I help you start your day by starting right. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Friday. And that means we're going to take some time to do our Friday roundup. Go back and take a look at our episodes from this week. If you hear about an episode that you didn't catch the first time around, hopefully what you hear will make you want to go back and listen to the whole thing. So here we go. Let's go back and take a look at Monday. On Monday, we talked about His Eye is on the Sparrow. It was a hymn written by Sevilla Martin back in 1905. It's actually taken from the words of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. It says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? There are times when many of us struggle with our own self-worth. We wonder how God can love us and accept us when we seem to fail so many times or seem not to be able to do or live the way we think we should. But the truth is, God always loves us and accepts us. And he's promised in his word that he will take care of us. In fact, this verse says that if God cares about the sparrow, which was viewed as one of the lowliest of God's creations, certainly he's going to care for us. The first verse starts off by saying, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. On Tuesday, we told the story of John Stephen Akwari. He was representing his home country of Tanzania in the 1968 Olympics by running the marathon. The Olympics that year were held in Mexico City. The heat and the extreme conditions were taking their toll on the competitors. As Akwari was running with a group, he stumbled and fell. He hit his shoulder, and he also bruised and cut his knee. In fact, he actually dislocated it, and yet he would not give up. He came in dead last after running the last 10 kilometers of that race on that damaged knee, barely hobbling along. When reporters asked him later, why didn't he just quit? He said, my country didn't send me here just to start. My country sent me to finish, and I would not stop until I crossed that finish line. Here's a man that knew that finishing was more important than just starting. So many people start things, but they never finish them. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, We are surrounded by a large crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Each one of us have a race to run. And we are surrounded by great numbers of people in heaven cheering us on, saying, you can live this life that God has given you. You can become what you should be in Him. This race is one that you can and will win. Don't give up. On Wednesday, we talked about the father of NASA. Werner von Braun was one of the best scientific minds of the 20th century. He was raised in a Lutheran home and after the Second World War was recruited by the American Space Program. He later went on to become the leader of NASA, and he was one of the major forces behind the Apollo program, which landed the first man on the moon in 1969. He was a great scientist, but he's also a man who understood about God and who God was. 
He once said, One cannot be exposed to the law and order of the universe without concluding that there must be design and purpose behind it all. What random process could produce all of that and also produce the brains of a man or the system of the human eye? Some say that they cannot visualize a designer. Well, can a physicist visualize an electron? What strange rationale makes some physicists accept the inconceivable electron as real while refusing to accept the reality of a designer on the grounds that they cannot conceive of him? God is real, God is alive, and Genesis 1-1 tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The universe did not happen by chance. God made it and put everything in place just as it needs to be. And then he created us to be able to enjoy it all. He is that powerful and that good. Yesterday's episode was called Number Your Days. Psalm 90 and verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Well, since that original broadcast was just over a year ago, I have recalculated the number of days that I have been on this earth, and it comes up to 23,231 days. Yeah, that's how many days I've been here. And so I constantly ask myself the question, what have you done with your life? There are many things I'm disappointed in myself about, but it's good to know that God's not disappointed in me. And still, I am filled with hope about the future, pressing towards the goal, the things that God has for me. Each day gives to me opportunities to do the right things, to impact other people, and to love God and let His love shine through me. It's been a good week, my friends. I have enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy your weekend. Share the love of God with people around you. Get to church on Sunday. Celebrate with your friends and family. Have a great weekend, my friends. We will talk to you all again on Monday. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.